0: Oh Good evening, good day, good morning, whatever time of the day it is that you choose to listen to the My Love of Golf podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Yes, it's another episode where I'm joined by the two great men of the My Love of Golf podcast, Rocket Man. How are you, sir? Are you well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you I'd never get told to that music. How are you, mate? I'm good, and
1: I'm back. You're back.
0: Okay. Back yeah. from? We know you're back from. Oh, no, I just
1: thought I'd go with the Arnie. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Arnie accent. Okay. You know, great Tasmanians. I'd love to hear Win it. gold. Win gold.
0: Ah, oh, yes, the uh, young. Um, Ariane Titmus. Yes, the young Tasmanian swim. Water, young champion she is. And the girl, McKeon, the McKeon girl. Oh, wonderful ambassadors for Australian sport. Congratulations. No, it's all about the Tasmanians. Yeah, no, it isn't. It's, yes. That's yes. it. Well, it's it. let's. Shout out to a couple of our listeners uh, that are on Teeter's Edge, if that is such a phrase, about getting to Tasmania to go to Barmburgle. Oh, Uh, yes. (laughs) 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 He's very nervous. Dugger, Pultz, uh, who else is there? Uh, Dion. Dion, yeah. All... 24 hours away of hearing if the Tasmanian-Victorian uh, bo- border will open up uh, fingers, toes... I'll put in and, a word. Yeah, he's <laughs> got the former ambassador for Tasmania on the team here, Rocketman. Yes, let's hear that music again. Uh, uh, Magic Mike, how are you? Very well, thanks, Ross. Very well indeed. Always great to see you. And uh, gents, well done. Congratulations where congratulations are due as uh, golfers of Victoria. Congratulations. Nervous. Or, or what? <laughs> Surviving another bloody golf ban, oh. another lockdown. You've, you've come through it again. The fifth one, it was five days, then did 13 days or 12 days, whatever it was, if I lost count. Countless days of missed golf opportunities. I get to see and talk to the golfers of Melbourne on a very regular basis. And let me just tell you, they are one of the most, I guess, resilient bunches of golfers that I've ever met. You know, they bounce in today. Positive, ready to go, can't wait. The weather forecast is rubbish. They don't care. They are back out there in droves, and uh, it's fantastic to see the Melbourneites back out there playing golf. Congratulations. So, you guys, um, Mike, you must have a game of golf already teed up.
2: No uh, golf. I did get the message at I think about five minutes after Dan announced that we were going to be opening up. Have you booked a tee time yet? And some mates had booked for Saturday or Sunday, and I just looked at the weather and said I'm the, I'm really keen, but I'm not that keen. And uh, I actually booked a golf lesson for Friday instead, Friday morning. So that okay. was my uh, that was my breakout.
0: You will you will get your fix. What about um What about you, Rocketman? You've got any golf on golf on the horizon?
1: Uh, nothing planned for this week. I got a big couple of weeks. I got some big projects, and hopefully, if they come off, it's going to be yeah, raining champagne for the Rocket
0: Man. <laughs> um, You'll be having and, a, uh, yeah, a, we'll, a, we'll, a, a cracking with a champagne chaser, will it be? <laughs> Probably. Um, no, nah, so I
1: think it'll be yeah. I had a bit of a peek at the weather and went, yeah, nah. So I think next week, next week. um I think whatever days I can find, uh, there could be some um, opportunities to uh, get out and swing the bats.
0: Do you think that the three of us could actually um, make an arrangement to actually play golf together at some stage? I think the listeners might like to hear a little bit more and see a little bit more of that, but uh, I'd like to do that. and I'm not sure about you guys, but I'd certainly like to have a game of golf together. I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm happy for that. Okay. Very good. We'll we'll make that happen, and uh, we'll keep everyone posted when that can happen. Uh, and maybe then we can have the um, triple treat carve off and really put the bed. Who does have the <laughs> most giant almost calves of the trio, uh, Rocket? <laughs> very well done for you to bravely taking the front position and leading as we expect you to do. What, you know you are a leader. And, again, uh, again, Mrs. Rocket, looking at me while
1: my daughter is filming me going. <laughs> What are you doing, you dickhead? <laughs>
0: uh, sounds like a verbatim response that Mrs my Love of golf said to me when I did take, take the yet-to-be-posted picture. Uh, I'm waiting for Mike. You know, like I'm, I'm not too competitive. Um, I'm, you know, but calves are a pretty important part of my life. I've been, I've been attached to them all my life. Um, so, and they're probably one of the body parts that I don't have a complex about. Uh, I have got a picture. Um, and I will post it, and Mrs My love of Golf did take it, and same sort of thing, mate. She's just sat there going, you idiot. You are, <laughs> you are a dead set, in a Scottish accent, of course, I won't do it. Um, you are a dead set fool. What are you doing? Why am I taking a photo of your cars? Look at them. I can barely even look at those white out-of-bounds market legs. Disgusting. I better hope, you better, if you're going to post a photo, you better put some of that filter stuff that you spend all night doing when you're doing your golf photos, put that filter shit over those, he white mistakes of legs, uh, but I'm waiting to see yours, Mike, as well, because yeah, yep. you did proudly post that you had the biggest calves.
2: Uh, I've seen the photo of your calves. I, I I'm I should have known the man who put the question up in the first place was going to have a strong contender for the best calves of the three of us. <laughs> but I um, I reckon I might have you for size, but you've got might have me for definition. But I'll I'll either get a good photo or I'll steal. Um, I think it's Kevin Kisner's caddy, Dwayne Barker. He's got a fair set of calves on him too. So either that, or I'll send you a photo of his or I'll send you a photo of mine, be one or the other.
0: Rocket, if, if you're a listener uh, and you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome, firstly. Um, but Rocket, can you enlighten everyone while we're waxing on like children about each other's calves?
1: Because my man Phil Lefty just continues with the, just the champagne comedy. Um, he has an ad where he's giving away <laughs> – I can't believe he's sponsored by Amstel, and some of the ads he does for Amstel are just gold. But he's posted one where he's standing there, and he's like just doing his tippy toes, sort of like he's exercising calves, and he's talking about his calves. And they've created some flutes, some some beer flutes that are shaped in the manner as his calves and there are two sets and he's giving one away so people have to post photos and videos of their calves and the best one will win the only other set of beer flutes that are shaped in phil mickelson's calves it's just gold it's
0: gold oh, i i love the fact that he says you know you can have the other set <laughs> he's not he's got you know he can, i'm sure they've made thirty five thousand if they wanted to but no one's for him and one can be for you. You'll have the it's So answer. good, it's so good. Uh, well, we might not, um, we might not win the uh, Phil Sculpted Beer Stein Carved Steins, but um, we can at least uh, entertain ourselves as we like to do. And as uh, as we can all agree, we do share a similar sense of humour, especially when it does come to uh, film. Oh, it's right in my wheelhouse, this sort of stuff, <laughs> it shenanigans, it is, it is, tomfoolery. Uh, now, Mike, uh, we did ask about your golf, and you're going. To have um, a lesson on Friday to get your golf fix back and get your golf game up to the next level. Yes, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it over ninety four holes or more than ninety four holes now because we've played golf numerous times. But uh, I've seen it at, at its levels. Um, you've got Shaffy down there under under your wing or you under his wing, whatever way you look at it. I just had a, heard a great podcast with uh, Baden. Uh, who was a guest on the Mile of Golf podcast about a year ago, but did hear him on the Me and My Golf podcast with uh, Pierce and Andy, Andy Pradman, and uh, and uh, Pierce. Um, what's Pierce's surname? Pierce Ward. Um, where Shaffy was talking about skillist. You see Shaffy face to face. What's he got you working on?
2: Uh, we're still working through trying to rewind the old swing, which is the swing I've always had. So it's been the same flaw that I've had in the swing for twenty years, which is just getting over the top of it and sort of having enough hand eye coordination and hip speed to get the club back to where it needs to be so we're trying to fix that up the biggest thing we're working on is just making sure that when i'm uh, when i'm basically getting to the top of the swing and, and coming back through i'm coming back from the uh probably behind the ball and behind it. the set that's the the motion that none of you can see that rocket's doing right now is exactly right um <laughs> it's it's literally just getting the shape of the body to literally do the opposite of what i used to do before so um been working on that really heavily over the whole of winter and it's been a bit tricky because i stopped playing golf around uh end of april and since then the idea was to do this and, and get things right and we had a bit of a breakthrough in the last session that we had and uh, i was really happy and I, I think i told you boys i went out and had nine holes at the the 13th beach nine hole track and was great. There was nobody out there. I hit a couple of golf balls, and it was perfect for for working on irons. And then uh, two days later, we went back into lockdown. So I haven't done anything since. So Friday will be uh, will be interesting. It's an early early lesson, so I'm going to have to try and get there even earlier than that to work out some kinks before I go insane.
0: <laughs> well, Visualize. good luck.
2: Visualize. <laughs> Visualize. <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> well, one of Melbourne's fine golf coaches, and as. We've said before, founder of the Skillist app, uh, great podcast that you can listen to. Uh, Shaffy talk about uh, Skillist with Piers and Andy. If you listen to the my my, my Love of golf, of course, you can listen to him on there if you already have, but I already haven't. Um, but uh, on the me and my golf podcast with Piers and Andy, very good. Listen to Magic Mike's coach, and uh, maybe one day we might get Shaffy. And you and Shafi can talk about skillist and your learning as he updates us live. I'm sure everyone would like to hear a little bit about that. Hey, um,
2: it's, a, it's always good when he puts up the video of, of the person that he wants you to do things like, and it's a you know a Tony Finau or a John Rahm and the length of their backswing, and you look at your, <laughs> look at your own swing and you quickly understand that then you're not playing the same sport. It's great.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned it because. Uh, I saw my backswing on a video the other week and it's about probably John Rahm or Tony Fiena length um, because I am getting a bit older as I've been joking around and tomorrow is a big day for me. Uh, I do get a bit older and it, this is a bit of housekeeping. I just want to give a shout out to one of our probably uh, most loyal listeners. It's... Mar um, uh, Rocket. Mar Rocket, Marie Rocket uh, from down there in Port Arthur and uh, I'm showing the boys uh, the picture of the package that turned up today. At my work, I was very, um, I thought, well, someone lobbed it on the desk and said, that's for you. It's usually a dozen Pro-Vs or a bunch of T's or something that's got to be unpacked and sold. But no, um, it was a lovely package from Mar Rocket for my birthday, as I did uh, jokingly, Mar Rocket, but thank you very much. Put the shout out for, uh, you know, 29th of July, something
1: small. It's the sweet short break. There's a
0: lovely little card in there. And some nice, uh, sweet treats from uh, Port Arthur. So, Ma Rocket, thank you. You're a gem.
1: It's a family I appreciate recipe, that. Roscoe, and the, that is going to touch your lips.
0: Mrs. My Love of Golf and I will be uh, probably devouring them, maybe in one sitting. I don't think they can usually get through two sittings, but uh, they will be. Not, not those ones either. They do not last. They'll be consumed on the birthday, uh, which is tomorrow. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate that. i really very thoughtful. So, thank you. Now, Gents, there has been some golf played last week. Of course, that's why we're here to talk about last week's golf. Another sensational week end of golf for Australian golf. Now, I'm not going to mention any names. I listened to a f- not too many golf podcasts, uh, more businessy sort of stuff and that sort of uh, gear, but I did happen to turn on one golf podcast and the particular host may have said in a previous week's episode, that it was in the lead-up to the Evian, uh, the Minji Lee might have had a millstone around her neck, and uh, you know the questions are: Is she going to be able to convert? Well, I don't think Minji Lee would have listened to that particular podcast, which will go unnamed, but it shouldn't have ever been said, in my honest opinion. And uh, Minji Lee, well done for converting and winning your first major, first of many. I believe, in wonderful style, wonderful grace, wonderful ambassador for Australian golf, and uh, congratulations to you. You don't need anyone telling you you've got a millstone around your neck. You wouldn't have heard that here. We had the ultimate belief always that you would be an absolute star and will continue to be an absolute star of Australian women's golf. Well done. Gents, I'm not sure if I've uh, summed that up well enough, but Rocket, feel free to uh, back that up.
1: Well, all I can say is that anyone out there that's trying to be, you know, negative, leave it to the professionals like me, Captain Cutdown. you got to have the right targets at the right time. You know, don't pick the wrong ones. He's picking, This person picked the wrong one. So just leave it to the professionals, okay? Just leave it to the professionals. Um, I didn't watch anything of the Bottled Water Classic, um, but it's really good to see another Australian performing well on the big stage. We've had a stellar couple of months. You know, she's matched it up with her brother winning the Scottish Open a few weeks ago, and, you know, it's just good to see the Aussie golfers just performing well on the big stage, well on the big stage. That's all I'll say about that because I didn't watch anything, so I'll just leave it at that.
0: Uh, Magic, you watched a little bit of the uh, Evian uh, up there in uh, – where's the Evian? In France, sorry. um. A little bit of criticism yeah. around the course, why You know, obviously there's a, a financial alignment, there's a you know sponsorship alignment for the Avion to be played at um, at that particular course in that location. Uh, we get that. You know, there's questions: Is the Avion a legitimate major? It's you know all that sort of. We're not going to buy into that. It is, you know, it's not us saying that. That's other people saying that. But um, you watched a little bit of it. What did uh, what did you pick up?
2: Yeah, look I did I did watch bits and pieces. I certainly didn't watch all of it. Um Lee Six was was going extremely well in a second round 61. So you can't argue with that. That's exceptional golf and she kicked away and was as was clear for pretty much the majority of the, the tournament. I remember seeing this there were these scores on uh must have been into the third round thinking I don't know that the, the Aussie girls are close enough to catch her because uh, Minji was there and who was the last one? Was it maybe Sarah? Oh, I got Sarah Kemp up there, but I can't remember who it was. There was a couple of Aussies that weren't miles off the pace. Um, but, yeah, to to sort of get up and then see that Minji's shot a 64 uh, to fly home and, and peg her to, to get her in a playoff was, was really good. And I know the one that well, – I'm sure everyone's seen the highlights, but the shot into um, – into the 18th hole over the water that only cleared by, you know, a foot or two to give her the the, the chance of um, making the eagle but didn't need it um, was an exceptional shot, exceptional shot.
0: Had six already played her shot and dumped it in the water by then or was that Minji putting the pressure on and absolutely going for it?
1: I don't
2: know if she'd hit yet. No, I'm not sure actually. I'm yeah. not sure whether she'd hit first or not because – I have a funny feeling that Minji hit second, but I'm, I could be corrected on that.
0: Yeah, well, fair play. If, whatever way it happened, fair play for Minji for going forward it in two and and getting it on there and oh. giving yourself the best opportunity to convert it. One playoff hole. It wasn't a. It wasn't having to go to um, as Rocket likes to say a death match. It was just sudden death, and <laughs> she made it very sudden.
2: Oh, well, um, same as her brother a couple of weeks before. It yeah. just cut him off.
1: Absolutely. Now, um. And the other thing as well, she's just, again, she's another one of those damn fine ball strikers and she just needs the putter to get warm and she'll take people out exactly like she did when they first played the LA Open a couple of years ago at um, Wilshire. Nice, tight course, ball strikers paradise, just need the putter to be warm. That's exactly what she did. And she just did it again here.
0: Uh, I've never met Minji Lee. Uh, I did have, I did run into her one once uh, it was haven't you played with her brother i did um not sure if i mentioned that before uh but yeah i did um who also went on to win but uh i did i did stand guard over the gent's toilets door uh at 13th beach there's a little back entry into the back of the clubhouse there uh, they were uh, playing um or going to play in a practice round and minji came in needed to go to the bathroom <coughs> the ladies toilets were engaged she went into the men's and she didn't realise she'd gone into the men's, but it was only like a small one, small, one cubicle. And uh, and I sort of was coming sort of out or past and I just sort of stood there and kept the men away I said, sorry, it's occupied for a second. And then um, they looked at me really weird going, what are you doing, mate? You know, get out of the way, I want to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden Minji came back out and I said, there you go, Minji. I kept all these you know, behemoths out. She said, thank you very much. And off she went. That was it. And she went on to win a major <laughs> after that. <laughs> oh dear, what a flog. Yeah, um, you know,
1: <laughs> Roscoe playing with, with Minwoo, Roscoe protecting Minji. I could sense a bit of a
0: theme here. You've got to take any angle, Rocket. Um, well done to Minji for winning the Evion, and uh, great things ahead for you. Now, we've got another fairly sizable golf tournament that's getting quite a bit of uh, attention, and that's the uh, Olympics happening tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, the first round of the Olympics championship will be underway. Uh, got to say, there's a fair bit of talk already about the Australians. Uh, it's not because we've got a fine team. It's because we've got a fine-looking team. <laughs> It's the best like on every <laughs>
1: Cam, front. Cam, not only is Cam, Cam Smith had already doubled down before he got there, <laughs> he's triple quadruple down. He's sh- He's gone this, he's gone the shave side shave with a mullet. He's got the AUS so Aussie like shaved into the side of his head, and then they're, they're having like a, a visor cap off or whatever yep. it is. Him and Leisha doing, and it's just it is. It is hilarious. It is hilarious, those two. I love it. <laughs> Great value both of them.
2: I, I can't get behind the actual uniforms, but I love the banter and I love the I love the boys. But that uniform is they look like they're about to go and play lawn bowls on a Bucks Day. It's a shocker. Absolute shocker.
0: There's there has been some horror kits, as we say in the football world, there's been some horror kits in Australian Olympic history and and uh, the tradition of it seems to be horror kits. There's not many you can remember me a good one from you know, can you pick a year of Olympics that has been ever a great kit? Maybe not. This golf kit does not rank up there like no. Jeepers, Weepers.
2: I and I get the rationale like, if, you, if you're if you a swimmer in your kit, it can be green and gold, you know, it doesn't look out of place because it's it's the sort of um outfit that it is, but in golf, or it, you don't have something that needs to be. Green and gold, it can be predominantly quite, green
1: and quite gold. Quite extreme, isn't it? But yeah, it's, it's... I could have could have had some flashes of what? Maybe white with some flashes of green and gold?
2: Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was expecting at some point to just see maybe some some gold trousers and green shoes or it just
1: all looks poor. Do you know what I reckon? They. Sh- I wish they would have done this and these two would have been the best two to pull it off is... Like nineteen eighty four World Series cricket Australian uniform style yeah. that would have like with the with yep. the green with the with the green sort of sash underneath it, you yep. know, and then especially it's like having having the neck open you know yep. wearing the chains Dennis Lilly style like these two could have pulled it off it,
0: like if we're gonna go bad let's just do it properly <laughs> yeah, embrace, so I, embrace it I'm just gonna say if you're gonna take the piss at least have a crack at it you now right yeah that, yeah no it's <clears throat> look I think I think uh, they're taking you know, the uniform in fairly good stead, uh those two characters. Uh, obviously if you're gonna front up with um AUS on the side of your shaven mullet the uh, mullet of the century, um you're not really but the, going vid- to be- the video when he just sort of like looks back to the camera and smiles. It's like I'm like
1: <laughs> so good. Little, little he, wisp- he's like wisp- embracing it.
0: Little wispy yeah. mo yep. and uh you know he's a little goatee. I'm not even sure if he's put some blonde tie lights in there or something like that. It's it's very bleached. Um but yeah, no those guys have embraced the, the uniform. I don't think they really give a tinkers. They're just there and hopefully uh they're there to try and win medals for Australia. Uh it's not a it's not a bad field. It's a pretty good field, but it's a diminished field. Um because of obvious well, Maybe. Well a little bit. Well, a little bit, but you yeah, know, the replenishment of the diminishment is um arguably still very strong. Uh obviously we're talking about Branson not being able to attend, and uh, him being replaced with uh, Captain America. What do you think about that when you saw that
1: uh, news rocket? Oh, look, you know, you always knew that he was going to have some issues with the Olympic testing regime.
0: No, no not, 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 no need to elaborate on that, um, so you're insinuating that... Uh, that um, well, I'm not going to say what you're insinuating it's fairly <laughs> obvious what you're insinuating I don't want to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole uh that's for another segment for another type of podcast rocket but so yeah Bryson so he did he make it over there or did he just didn't go no't go he
2: did no, no I think they I think they oh. were getting um I think they were getting tested on exit from the states as a part of the um, protocols and uh yeah they uh, he didn't didn't pass so he didn't get on a plane
1: yeah. And then there's lots of people defending him saying, oh, you know, he had to be vaccinated and all athletes attending had to be vaccinated, which makes for a great storyline, but it's not true because about 70% of the athletes, the US athletes there are vaccinated and there's another 30% that are not. And, and look, yes, we could go on the semantics and the science of, you know, people getting COVID after they've been vaccinated, but We all know that uh, a lot of the PGA Tour players are a little bit weird and uh, live in their own little bubble and kind of think they're a little bit invincible and, you know, Mm. a little bit right, hard-leaning, and they're probably not vaccinated. No,
2: look, and even the ones that are, I mean, effectively the rules of the PGA Tour is once you're vaccinated, you don't have to be tested anymore. So it doesn't mean you're not walking around. I mean, he might have had it for... Two weeks, he wouldn't he wouldn't have had a clue. He might have been yeah. shedding, and might been out, might have been on the way out. But then you have to go and get tested at some point to to go yeah. and compete in the Olympics, and it comes up. So, yeah, it's um.
1: And now you got Rambo, a, now Rambo as well.
2: I'm luckiest man in the world. To I mean, at least he wasn't leading the tournament. But um, yeah, to cop it twice or to test positive twice, I should say. Um,
0: do you, yeah. do you think that that will have you know, a change of direction for? not only the PGA Tour, but maybe other sporting organisations that are still having to operate as we move forward and through this period in COVID-safe environments. Do you think the PGA Tour will take that on board and change their stance if once you're vaccinated, that's it, you don't have to be tested?
1: They won't test drivers, so why would they test players?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think there's too much money in it for them. I mean, there's a lot of American sport and a lot of American people that, just of the belief that covid's fixed so every they pass a certain percentage of vaccination on the books so open the doors let's go and i think the pga tour has got so much money invested in it they need to get people back to tournaments um well, I, I just can't see them testing players on the risk that you know imagine you have imagine the the playoffs come around and they do testing on the top the last 30 at east lake and 12 of them test positive it's not going to work. Mm. On day two, they have to can the tournament. Everyone's a close contact.
1: Yeah, all the players that are uh, leading the uh, FedEx Cup points ahead of Will Zalatoris um, are all test positive and can't finish the playoffs. And Will Zalatoris actually has the most um, FedEx Cup points, but because of the rules, he's not allowed to play. Mm. Can't have the 10 mil.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, maybe we are just living our little sheltered lives down here in Victoria and, and Australia and just expecting uh, probably far too much. But clearly the world is getting on with it. Uh, the UK is an example of that. The US is an example of that. It's strange for us to see people uh, that we know travelling from you know one part of Europe to over to Ireland. Uh, I've got some people out there playing the St Patrick's links at uh, Rosapenna this week that are from mainland Europe would love to have been there, should have been there this uh, this time this year, and uh, unfortunately not, but um, it's strange, but it is what it is, and the Olympics is an example of that. You know, the world is getting on with it. They've got their dramas over there, no no, um, spectators, people dropping out of the tournaments like, not the golf tournaments, but the whole competition like flies, but, you know, they're getting on with it and giving you some enjoyment, just like your young Tasmanian lady, the young lady Titmus. Who uh, won gold for uh, Tasmania and Australia? Uh, Rocket. Now Rambo yep. Rambo's out, as you said. Three times, two times he's tested positive. Unfortunate for that man because he was a genuine red hot prospect. Who are the other red hot prospects in the betting ranks, Mike?
2: Yeah, well, it, it's a it's an interesting market to look at. It's um, obviously it's quite it's it's quite heavy for the favourites that are playing on the bigger tours. Um, And no one really knows anything about the course. So that that makes things a little bit hard when you're trying to figure out who's going to be favourite. So I did what everyone else should do is go and find someone who knows. So I reached out to former Japan Open winner Paul Sheehan, who's a very knowledgeable man about Japanese golf because that's his job now. He runs tours to not only Augusta with the elite crew, but he does elite tours to Japan. And um, his feedback was, and I'm not going to – Right royally mangle this course name. Uh, Kasu, Kasumi Gaseki East certainly sets up for precision. Ball control is going to be the key. He said Hideki loves it there and thinks it should be right up Cam Smith's alley. Straight hitters will do well. So I think most everyone else has looked at it. It's quite a long course, so they've sort of thought that the length might be might be the, the key stat. But, but um, Shio says precision's the key. It's been very wet and soft. So length is obviously still going to be, be um, something that you need, but the rough's going to be damp, which will probably help more precision for me. So that's going to
1: be interesting. Hideki won the, ju- I think, the Japanese Junior Japanese there. Junior,
2: he did. Yep, did. He won it yeah. on that course. And yeah, so there's a, it's, it's a bit like RM, so the, an East and a West. So a lot of the tournaments historically have been on the West, which is where Shio won and Hideki won, and I'm sure they'd be very similar courses, obviously. So this is on the East. Um, when I've had a look at it, I've had a look at, Keeping on keeping in um, all the things that we sort of talked about around stats, um, and the guys that sort of came up the top for me were um, were Corey Connors is one that I'm looking at, uh, young Victor Hovland, be uh, the two that I'll be looking at, and then obviously the, the the key guys that are playing on on the on the PGA Tour every week that are exceptional golfers in Sander and and Paul Casey, but uh, they're the ones that I have at the top. But the favourites are you know. Biggest names in the world: Morikawa, uh, Justin okay. Thomas, Yep, yeah. Matsuyama, Rory's there. Patrick Reed's just flown in on the Bald Eagle. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of big names, a lot of strong field, like you said, Ross. Rory Sabatini, Rory Sabatini, Bratislavia's finest.
0: What a, what a qualifier! <laughs> what a player! Hey, you, Rory Sabatini, lucky he's in. Uh, I heard on the uh, No Laying Up podcast, like he's still inside the top fifty. All-time money winners on the PGA Tour, or something like that. I did hear. Is that really yeah? Right? I did hear
2: that as well. Yeah. And um,
0: uh, Rico Enrique Fowler is going to have to potentially pull the the ripcord on his um, lifetime money winning uh, status to maintain his card next year.
2: He's, he's turned the corner a bit recently, Rick. Um, I think he's not. He, his wife wouldn't be too far away from having a child, so maybe he'll get that baby baby bump that a few people get. That bit of. Uh, Good, good vibes running into the next season, but he's um he's started to definitely play some better golf. He
1: um, needs more than a baby bump; he needs a baby mountain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, we'll come back to to, to Ricky Fowler. Let's st- stick with the Olympics for a sec. Um, what are your thoughts on the format that it is? Do you, uh,
1: what is the format? I do not even know. It's stroke play. It's just, like a,
0: it's just like a normal
1: tournament. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
1: not even a team thing. It's just no. nah, no.
0: Nah. And look, I, I,
2: I, it's a tricky one. Look, it's obviously we golf's played in stroke play. Um, there, there's ways to mix it. Ways to mix it up. There, there could be a way to play as um, as teams. There could be a way to to mix in. I mean, you got the women playing the week after. You could easily do a, a Vic Open style setup where you've got everyone on the course at the same time, which might make it a bit more interesting to watch if you're going to play stroke. Um, I know, I know. I think it was a, the No Laying Up Boys talked about doing, you know, some match play and things like that. But that, that's not the worst idea. But at the same time, if it was match play, are you going to get the best players in the world flying to Japan on the chance that they might play one round of golf and go home? Maybe not. Um, instead, it's a no no cut event. You're going to be there, and you're going to be there. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's as much as it's it'd be good to do something different. I think it's it's tricky to do something different at the same time.
0: I'm sure that they could integrate a team environment and team event and, you know, like foursomes, you know, have like a decathlon or a, yep. dual, a decathlon t- type event where they play several different days of several different variations yep. for points, whether it's round robins, whatever. But uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure they could incorporate mixed as well. Yeah. And have a have team. A half set. Just play for a
1: half set. Have a half play, set. Play with <laughs> a half set. Bit of roll
0: back a line style, a par three gold medal tournament, you know, like showcase what golf potentially could be, or you know, like they've got three on three basketball, they've got six aside yeah. rugby, they're doing all these other hybrid sports of sports that otherwise, you know, want to be represented differently, as opposed to what they usually are in a full on um, tournament uh, or competition, you know, week in week out, do something different, Bacon frying at the halfway house. Shirts off oh. bacon frying at the halfway house. Well they're not gonna see that, are we? Because we but he's back in uh, wherever he lives in uh, in the States frying Yeah, back in Dallas frying bacon. Frying freely. Yeah. Um top uh, well, we can't even pick a top country. because because 'cause they're in a country it's not a country um thing. Uh, shout out to other um, former playing partner of mine, Jorge Campillo, George Campillo, representing Spain. Uh, don't don't think that uh Canteen campy will um Take out the gold, but uh, good luck to you, uh, George. Um, be great to see you back down here in Victoria. Sergio declined.
2: Yeah, I heard that when yeah. Ram was out. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: it's so funny hearing. So he had. So when you had Bryson pull out, the next in line was Brooks, and he went nah. The next in line was Cantlay, and he went nah. And then they got Patrick Reed. So what'll be funny is if he has the early late tea time. That'll just make old used use golf acts lose their absolute marbles, and then you had Ram pull out. And, and um, Sergio went, nah. He's in the
2: – I did see him. He's playing in the uh, – he's playing late uh, Fleetwood. He's playing Fleetwood and Lowry. So nice group. Playing following uh, Cole, Rory and Sungjae, So.
0: Okay. So tips from you gentlemen, you learned a gentleman about golf. Uh, who will win at the – I'm going to say it – no, Mike. Can you can you tell us what the course is again, please?
2: Uh,
0: Kasumi Gaseki. Country hey. Club. Kasumi Gaseki. There we Ka- go. Kasumi Gaseki. Hey, <laughs> um, who who do you think will win?
2: I'll, I'll, I'll if I'm going to pick one, I'll I'll pick Connor's,
0: uh, Canadian. Wow. Turn up. Rocket man?
1: I would love Colin to win. As you know, I've got lots of Colin love. However, Mike already knows this one. I've put some money on the boy from Brontislava because I think this would be just the biggest hoot ever if he wins gold.
0: Uh, What sort of um, coverage did you get from the Brontislava brute (laughs) you get, you get, oh, it's, it's <laughs> triple digits, five <laughs> uh, well, hundreds. Not, not quite there, but it he, wasn't far off. As I said, top fifty winner in all time money earnings on the PGA Tour. Um, but, but for giggles, just for pure giggles, like I've I've thrown I've thrown a few shekels on
1: for pure giggles because if he wins, I I will laugh
0: so hard, so hard. Oh, we're on. We're on board the Slovenian sharpshooter. We are on. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know,
1: Doomsday. Yep. And the, the the guys on Shotgun have talked about this. Is um, Sungjae and Siwoo. Mm, strong? No, no, they have to win a medal. Yep. Or they go into the oh, yeah, army. Korean army yeah. the military service. Yeah. And there's there's old Rory picked a new country. Imagine yeah. if he beats him out of a medal. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought,
2: I thought you were going to say today. I saw a picture today where I had a picture of, I think it was Sanjay playing a practice round with Rory McIlroy and someone, the comment underneath it was like, so if I let you take that bronze, what's it worth to me as a percentage of your career earnings over the next two years when you would have been in military service? There's <laughs> be some deals getting done.
1: Oh, my God. What a terrible rule. Who, um... Who had to do that? Did, was,
0: was it, someone uh, did it in the last couple no, of years.
1: No, it was supposed to be Siwoo, because he won the players and he's supposed to and he got, he asked for an ex- extension, almost like homework. Yep. And basically after this Olympics, if he ain't won a medal, it's either a major or a medal. Yeah. We have to be, I think it's either like top 10 player in the world. Yeah.
2: There was one. There's one guy He just came back. Um Bay, Sung Moon Bay, was it can't oh. can't
0: he just no, literally yeah, only that was a came while back ago. Yeah.
2: yeah there's there's a there's a player who who definitely has done his service and came back to the tour and he, he i reckon it was either this this year he's come back but i can't remember his name
1: yeah cuz I, I i originally thought Siwoo actually had done his service and come back but he hadn't he's just been just on of yeah <laughs> he, he might. He, he actually would probably would have been better off just going and doing his service because his his twelve months, two years after, you know, the players was quite horrible.
2: Yeah, mm. it is. I think it is Sang Moon Bay.
1: Fair
0: motivation. Sure. fair motivation for those two young men. Now, I don't think they have to exclusively just mm-hmm. go into the army and do the military uh, service. I think there are other options. It's all in the public service. I think they can do like ambulance type things or some other, you know, things that serve obviously the community. They can do that sort of stuff. Having um, worked alongside some Korean gentlemen. Uh, yeah. But that. you're not, you're not hitting, you're not hitting rocks though. No, you're not, <laughs> yeah. you're no.
1: not, you're not hitting
0: rocks for nearly two years. No, there's clearly, there's clearly not a lot of um, leeway into you're um, in and uh, it's not a token, um, token way of hitting, uh, hitting the range here at you're in and uh, otherwise you've got to win a medal. Um, good luck to him. Uh, Okay, so Rory, Corey Connors, I'm going. Oh. I'll go the other hair hairstyle of the uh, decade. I'm going Tommy.
2: Yep, like it,
0: Tommy. Tommy. If if, some, if he finally cracks something, it, it could be this one that he cracks.
2: Yeah, if Tony Finau was here, this would be something he'd pinch, he'd, and then he'd still have no wins.
0: <laughs> Could be could be the other hairstyle that we sort of uh, let go under the radar. So I'm bringing Tommy's hairstyle to the fore. Um, I would have liked it more if he did shave the side and get a bit of a GB in there. But um, no, Tommy, good luck to you. Okay. Um, what else? I I had one
2: uh, one thing I was going to ask you boys about because and I know Rocket's going to know this much, much better than me, but I was just noticed that the, they've got the Western Am on this week. So the um, – Louis Dobler uh, is over there. He came up on one of the socials that I saw. He was playing. He started quite well, so they're through the first round. But the leader is actually Carl Phillips, who's leading everybody. So he's um he's he's five poked under. His
1: head back. about time. He's poked his head back up again.
2: Mm, so he's five under, and he played in the afternoon. They're just starting now, so he he'll be out in the next sort of that hour.
1: <clears throat> Western Amateur is is a is a test of endurance because they play seventy two holes. Mm. For, for, to define who the who goes into the match play which is then still a 64 and then you play I think it's almost um, this the round of 64 32 and I think 16 are all 18 holes and then you semi and then your round of eight um, semi and final are all thirty six. Goes over like nearly two weeks. It's insane. That's nuts.
2: Well, there's seven Aussies there. So Carl Phillips is is leading currently after the first round. Todd's is nine.
1: What course are they playing?
2: They are playing at. I did say it before. Uh, Glenview. Um, then uh, you got, Jediah Morgan, Andre Lorte, Hayden Hotwell Jack Trent and Lachlan Barker, all still in the field as well. So they're all, all through one round and now all, all getting ready for round two. Yes,
1: yeah, so, and uh, 90, uh, 95, uh, Maddie Goggin finished fifth in the stroke play and made it through to the semi-finals. He made it to the final, I think, of the Canadian amateur the week after, and then 96... Brett Partridge, another great Tasmanian, um, he made it to the final uh, and lost to Joel Cribble, I think it was, in 96. That was back when they still played it at Point o Woods. Yeah, right. Well, no, I, that's so good,
2: Right. I was just going to say, look, when I was looking up some of the details of it, the one person that I didn't expect to have played in 1991, do you know who I'm going to say? Mark Ensby? no. The shoes behind me might give it away, and it's not Pat Parrott. Oh, Pat per- oh.
1: uh, Michael Jordan. Ninety-one. Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, you, oh, yeah. Okay. He's
2: got a special invite to play in the Western Am. Finished uh, twenty-four over or something like that through the <laughs> through the stroke play. Played with Phil.
1: Unbelievable. Well, I think, actually, I think ninety. I think Phil won it in. I can't remember if he actually won the Western Amateur. I don't think he did. Yeah, don't know. No, I don't. I don't know if he did. I know he won the Porter Cup, which is usually a couple of weeks before the the Western Amateur. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> well, good luck to all the Australians over there at the Western Amateur. It did uh, pop up on the radar, and you know That's if good good win is that event. If uh, you know, good luck to Carl Phillips. It's good to see him pop his head back up. I've heard uh, a couple of guys that work for me have played golf. Uh, with Carl over in the States and um, rate him very, very highly as a very, very, very strong talent. Um, That's pretty obvious. He'd be first year at Stanford now. Yep. Uh, But good luck to, um, you know, the indirect friend of uh, the podcast, uh, someone that you discovered, Mike, Louis Dobler. Um, good luck to to that young man. He's been doing it, uh, obviously, been doing it tough over there in the Bahamas, <laughs> over there fishing. And uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen him with his shirt on on an Instagram post for the last three or four weeks. Um, so good on you for getting back to golf. As I say, indirect friend of the podcast because Mike discovered him. I've met him in the in the uh, store. So Louis, we're all we're all in on you, buddy.
1: Ninety one Mickelson won that. How's this for a final? Mickelson v. Justin Leonard.
0: how's that?
1: How good is that? And then Justin Leonard won it for the next two years after that because Phil turned pro. Um,
0: You you mentioned Will Zalatoris uh, earlier on. What a great young man. Uh, Ryder Cup's coming up soon. Now, it's too early to start talking about Ryder Cup. We'll leave that for a couple of weeks uh, coming. But um, is is Will Zalatoris in the the, um, the factoring or is he out of the factoring?
1: Let's just bring up the rankings. I think. If you look at the
0: rankings, he'd
2: be going okay. I don't think he'd be auto qualified. But on a pick, I think the only thing that's going to let him down is uh, he's, he's drifted the last yeah. few months. He's fallen away a bit.
1: Post the Masters, he hasn't been. Yeah, a couple, I think probably from PGA onwards, he's been he's he's trailed off. Yeah. Um, and so- I think also that injury hasn't will not have helped him at all. You know, so he's like 20 in the rankings. So it's like one of those things where you go, <clears throat> if you're looking down that far down the list, do you pick Phil or do you pick Will? I'd
2: mm. pick. I know who I'd pick and it won't be a popular choice. <laughs> and it's Will Zalatoris. I wouldn't take Phil. I know people have talked, oh, Phil's got to make this team, but he's had one exceptional week of driving the ball and he won a major, but I wouldn't have him on that team. Yeah, the,
1: the course the course is the cor- unless the course is hard and fast and unique for everyone else. If, it, if you're playing this one, say, in, in, in Europe on one of the Lynx courses, probably. But yep. yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure about whistling
0: straights. Yeah. As, as we start to prepare, Rocket, can you give everyone a bit of a rundown on the different selection sort of criteria that exist between the Europeans and the Americans? Like the Uh, the Europeans have more more of a captain's you know more captains picks available. Oh, actually no, the US
1: have changed theirs as well. So what? So what? The US used to have like your top ten, and you'd have two captains pick, and actually both Europe did the same thing as well. And I think it was about about ten years ago. Then Europe changed to like having eight auto selected and four captains picks, and then America then followed, and. I think Europe still is in the eight four, um, but America is down to like it's six, and I think it's six. I think, right. I, I don't know. They've, they've changed it a few times. Yeah.
2: No, you're right. It's something. It is that rings a bell. It's something like that. It's
1: certainly changed. It's well, crazy. We might having six and then six captains picks. It's like, come
0: on. So we might look into that and then start. Uh- Putting in who we would uh, match up and, and have some teams uh, moving forward. So, when's where are we? Whistling Straits. And when are we? September?
1: Yeah. So, if they pick Patrick Reed, they have to pick Webb Simpson. Someone's got to babysitting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, you know, at the moment, you go Colin, Dustin, Bryson, Brooks. They won't pair them together. JT, Xander. So, th- you can effectively sort of say that. Probably as a lock. And then you got Spieth, um, Cheetah, Harris, Patrick Cantlay, Berger, Finau, Webb Simpson, Scheffler. Correct. Oh, oh Batten Boy, Billy Horschel, Phil, Homer, Sam Burns, Salatoris, Gary Woodland. What? Fair lineup. First Fair selection to mm. be able to pick from Yeah, I, I think you could draw a line through at 20 and anything outside of that don't even bother looking no. at them.
0: kokrak has been talked about. I don't
2: know. He's, he's been playing. He's, he, look, he's been playing good enough golf, but
1: he's not making that I mean it's a right a carp. Like yeah. you you have to you have to have the ability to perform consistently playing four matches in in the heat of the moment and yeah. like he's he's not he's not that person. I cannot see him being that person. He he'll be one of those zero and four dudes. Yeah. You know.
2: And and like I said, my, my pick of, uh, of Wooly Z over Phil wouldn't be popular, and I can tell you that the, the captains of the US team, by the time they get down to Coke rack at 15, they've already slotted in Phil who's ranked higher than him or they're further out than him, but they'd take him before him just on track record.
1: Okay. Well, that's a pretty good record. Well, Actually, let's have a look at the Europe, European points. Come on, hurry up,
0: internet. Well, it's a battle of, battle of the plus 40 year olds, is it not? It's got to be another, another one for my boys, the plus 40s.
1: So here we go. The, the The European dudes we've got Tyrrell, Tommy, Rahm, McElroy, Victor Perez, Burnt Cheeseburger, Maddie Fitzpatrick, Danny Willett, Westy. <laughs> I think he's trying to not get selected. Um, Bobby Mack, Matthias. Uh, Cabrella Bello Marcus Kinnelt, Paul Casey, Thomas Dietrich. Uh, Did you say Hovland yet? No, oh, he's down at 20th because he spends all his time on the US tour. Like, yeah. if like, you're just picking,
2: yeah, oh, yeah, he's in for sure. He's, yeah. In yeah,
1: and then, yeah, so uh, Benny Herbay, Thomas Peters, Jay Rose. Yeah, and then you're down to Hovland and then Sergio.
0: Oh, hello. Where's my old mate Ian Porter? The postman. He always delivers. Oh, you, it's a writer cool. cup. You just pick him.
2: He's a bit like Phil. He's one of those ones that it wouldn't shock me, but probably just pick he shouldn't him. be there. You just pick him. You
1: just pick him. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like, his, his, form, his, his form in the last month, two months, is actually trending in the right direction. He's, I think he's back inside the top fifty in the world. Um, he, he doesn't play a lot in Europe. I think he's actually going to play the next few weeks over there. So he's 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 back at his um, his um, original abode over in, in London, just outside of London, um, complaining about the uh, the uh, the bailers and the uh, all the grain and dust that's going inside his house. Um, but you know. He's actually in form, so if you're a captain, just pick him. Who's, is it Padraig is the captain? Yep. Yep. Ah.
0: So we'll pick him. So you've got Westy or Poulter? No, you have both. You have both? Yeah, both. Okay. Be interesting. There's a few there's a few other players there you wouldn't pick. Interesting to see what the, if if they if they did factor in what your lineups will be as we uh, digest it further in the coming weeks. Look forward to doing that.
1: Oh, I think the European team could be an absolute just absolute ball terror because if you go because Ram is in just blistering form at the moment, and then you add Tyrrell Fleetwood, you know, yeah, there's Rory. We, he might turn into old Rory for three days, and then you go Matty Fitzpatrick. Westy, Bobby Mack. throw a blanket over a couple of others, but definitely Poulter. Potentially even Casey. Casey's form's been really good
0: as well. Mm. No, he's there. Herkimer. Does climber? He, he doesn't get a look in there? No. Not there, no.
1: No, he's not there in points. Uh, again, his form's been really good, but he's still just a little bit too erratic, unfortunately. Mm. Yep.
0: Gents, if there isn't anything else, that's uh, another 50 minutes of fine listening uh, to ourselves. I'm not sure what the other people at the other end of this uh, audio will think, but um, thank you for joining us. If you are listening and you have maintained your listenership right through to the end, we appreciate you. We thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, Anyone that has given us some feedback, it's greatly appreciated. Share, share the podcast. Um, you can get it on all of the places where you get your podcasts. You can go to the My Love of Golf website, which is still under a little bit of development, but the players are always on there. Um, hit it up there. And um, yeah, it's been fun. Oh, sorry. Uh, Rocket's got a rabbit hole. He's got something. I don't have a rabbit hole. He's got he's All put- I know yes. is there's a
1: groundswell of support. The acolytes of the Knights of Einstein are banding together to fight the tyranny of ridiculousness it is amazing it is absolutely amazing to see the people that are coming out in support of just getting rid of just ridiculousness
0: who are who are the acolytes can you explain for someone who's once again given us 54 minutes of their time they are
1: supporters of the knights of einstein and the Knights, uh, supporters of the Ni- Knights of Einstein.
0: Before people run away scared, thinking that some weird cult—well, um, actually, probably is. Uh, w- what are they supporting the Knights of Einstein for? To eradicate the world of nonsense and non-science. Oh, right, non-science in a golfing environment. So that can only mm. lead back to one person who you pick strips off at a regular basis and frequent basis. It's about play it as it, play it as it
1: lies, not play it as it as you lied.
0: Oh, geez. that's deep. Uh, if you want to follow Rocket's uh, fine work, uh, his best satire, some of which gets reposted on the Mile Love of Golf, some of which can't because of uh, –
1: <laughs> the There's pe- some
0: of those ones where I tag you and I'm thinking,
1: he's not going to repost this one. <laughs>
0: uh, because of the people that I have to work with and represent that are represented by the brands that represent, that represent, that represent um, – Follow Rocket at Infosec Rocket, and you can follow... Mike, you've changed your Instagram handle. What happened there? No, I didn't. Same same. Mike understood. There's also
1: now, we have spoken, there is a handle at Knights of Einstein. Is there? Yes, there is now.
0: Okay. Oh, jeez. Is that yours? Is that you?
1: We don't know, Roscoe. (laughs) We don't know. We're a shattery group just protecting the world. Again... From non-science and nonsense, we uh, cook. We cook bacon with our shirts
0: on. <laughs> this is another thing. I'm going to get feedback on this from my dad. He's going to. What's uh, Rocket talking about? <laughs> he's finally worked out how to play the thing at one one time speed, so he's not blaming me for sounding drunk anymore. And now he's going to say, "Is Rocket legitimately drunk?" Because I don't understand what he's going on about. There you go. Very good. Well, I look forward to checking out that Instagram uh, late at night one night as I fall asleep with um, uh, the phone flat in my face. Uh, Mike, thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, Nice master's hat. Uh, We will get into an episode where you digest and talk about every one of those pair of Nikes um, that are behind you there. Um, I'm wearing some Nikes at the moment. Uh, You'll see me wearing some Nike shoes when I post my fine calves, waiting for your carve-off picture, Mike, and um, let the – We'll let the the listeners decide who has the finest calves outside of Phil Mickelson in the My Love of Golf team. Uh, People, thanks for listening. It's been fun, as always. We'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast.